So today's class, Srimad Bhagavatam, 10th Canto, 13th chapter, 41st verse. Uh, this is the chapter where Lord Brahma is stealing the, the boys and the calves. Such a naughty thing for him to do. Why would he do such a thing? No. So, uh, Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. And I uh, think after this, we're going to start the, uh, I think she's eager to start the first canto over. Yeah. Uh, very good. We have so, uh, so many new folks that it's, it'd be good for everybody mm. to start. The first canto is important because Srila Prabhupada, <clears throat> he didn't know if he would be able to finish. So uh, he put everything in the first canto, all the philosophies in the first canto. So it's, it's, very, it's very sweet. <coughs> Yavanto, Yavanto Gokule, Gokule, Lala, Lala. Sa, Vatsaha, Sarva, Eva, Hi, Mayashaye, Sayana, Me, Nadyapi, Punar, Uthita, Yavato Gokole Balaha, Savatsahak Sarva Evahi Maya Saye Sayaname Nadia Pipunar Utitaha Yavanto Gokule Bala Savatsaha Sarva Evahi Mayasaye Sayaname Nadiapi Punar Uthitaha Yavanto Gokule Balaha Savatsaha Sarva Evahi Maya Saye Sayaname Nadia Pipurna Utitaha Maya 
Whatsoever, whatsoever, as many as, Gokule, Gokule, in Gokula, Balaha, boys, Sa, Vatsaha, along with their calves, Sarve, all, Eva, indeed, He, because. Maya Ashaye on the bed of Maya. Sayanaha are sleeping. May my na nut adya today. Api even. Punaha again. Utitaha have risen. Translation, Lord Brahma thought, whatever boys and calves there were in Gokul, I have kept them sleeping on the bed of my mystic potency, and to this very day they have not risen again. <coughs> so please repeat, Lord Brahma thought, Lord Brahma thought whatever boys and calves, whatever boys and calves there, were there were in Gokul, I have kept them sleeping on the bed of my mystic potency. And to this very day, they have not risen again. Purport. For one year, Lord Brahma kept the calves and boys lying down in a cave by his mystic power. Therefore, when Brahma saw Lord Krishna still playing with all the cows and calves, he began trying to reason about what was happening. What is this, he thought. Maybe I took those calves and cowherd boys away, but now they have been taken uh, from that cave. Is this what, happen what has happened? Has Krishna brought them back here? Then, however, Lord Brahma saw that the calves and boys that he had taken were still in the same mystic, <coughs> mystic maya into which he had put them. <clears throat> Thus he concluded that the calves and cowherd boys, now playing with Krishna, were different from the ones in the cave. He could understand that although the original calves and boys were still in the cave where he had put them, Krishna had expanded himself, and so, <clears throat> excuse me, and so the present demonstration of calves and boys consisted of expansions of Krishna. They had the same features and the same mentality and the same intentions, but they were all Krishna. So once again, the verse, <coughs> the translation, Lord Brahma thought, whatever boys and calves there were in Gokul, I have kept them sleeping on the bed of my mystic potency, and to this very day they have not yet risen again. So, uh, very uh, interesting how uh, Lord Brahma, uh, in seeing 
Krishna, uh, in his uh, uh, pastimes with the uh, cowherd boys and the calves in Gokul, he decided to meddle. You know, to get, he didn't see Krishna as the supreme personality of Godhead at this point. You see, he wasn't convinced. Uh, he knew that something was very unusual about Krishna. You see. But he didn't associate Krishna as being Vishnu. You see, he hadn't put this together yet. So he thought, I'm going to meddle. I'm going to tamper with this situation. So <clears throat> just to see what kind of reaction he would get to kind of solicit some reaction, he decides, I'm stealing. I'm just, I'm just going to take them. And then by my mystic potency, I'm going to cause them to sleep, hide them in a cave. They'll be OK. They'll be comfortable. They're deep in sleep, they're deep in uh, yoga maya, and uh, so they'll sleep. And, uh, and we'll see what this Krishna does. You see, we're going to find out <coughs> just what he's made of. <laughs> so, uh, Lord Brahma, of course, was amazed. Uh, he sees Krishna playing with the boys and the calves. Again, he looks closely, they look like the same. He can't figure out what has gone on here. See, then he figures out Krishna has expanded. You see, so uh, uh, what's the dynamic that's happening here? What's what's actually uh, what's going on? You see, you see, Krishna knows that the cowherd boys have been stolen. Of course, you know he's not bewildered by this. He knows exactly what's gone on. Krishna knows everything. You see, so. Uh, he just, without skipping a beat, as they say, expanded. And let the pastimes, his pastimes are going to go on. He's going to continue. But he didn't get the react, he didn't give Lord Brahma the reaction <clears throat> that he was uh, seeking. You know, he was trying to get him to confront him and say, hey, what's going on here? He wanted to put Krishna into some difficulty. He wanted Krishna to say, oh, what is happening? Somebody please help me. You know, uh, Lord Rama is in that situation <clears throat> where he's used to being the number one. He's the big guy. He's in charge of, the, uh, of this cosmos, you see, of this universe. He's in charge. So he was going to see, what's this little boy going to be like when he has to deal with me? You see, I'm going to put him into such difficulty. And, uh, and everybody, all the villagers, you know, the parents, everybody, they're going to they're gonna approach me, you see. And uh, so we're just going to sort things out and see uh, who is this Krishna, what is his potency, uh, and we're going we're, we're, we're to have him approach me. A, and he's going to approach me in a humble mood. He better if he knows what's good for it. As a matter of fact, all of the residents of Gokul, they're going to approach me in a very humble mood and seek my help. And I'll be a hero. <clears throat> and I'll, in, in so doing, I'll find out what, uh, what's making this Krishna tick. So sometimes, many times we find that um, in dealing with, with people in, in preaching, we, we have people who are soliciting a reaction from you. You ever notice that? Sometimes people are trying to insult <coughs> to try to get you to react in a certain way. You know, they want you to uh, 
Uh, maybe be angry. They want to shake you up. You see, um, it's a it's a way of, uh, as they say, taking your temperature to see what you're made of. You know, so uh, you may be in the midst of making a good point, and someone may be a little difficult in your preaching. Or some, you know, sometimes we get some of these new age yogi people. You know, the yoga salon folks. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about them last night, you know. Uh, and, uh, you know, they think they know everything, and, and their egos are bigger than Texas. You know, so uh, they want to shake you up, you see. Because if you're speaking in front of people, and if I can shake you up, that makes me look a little stronger than you, you see. So uh, that's just one example. It could be many differences. Many times people are soliciting a reaction from you, you see. Uh, I remember years ago, uh, back in uh, the late 70s, it might have been 1980, uh, I was the president in Dallas, the temple president in Dallas, and uh, Tamal Krishnamaraj was the uh, GBC. And uh, <clears throat> he was trying to train me up on how to, uh, on how to be a leader. So. Sometimes we, we had many big, big, big personalities there in the temple. The entire Radha Traveling Sankirtan Party had come and was, was staying there. And we had seven resident sannyasis and many, many older Prabhupada's uh, disciples. What, so, what year was this? Huh? What year was this? Uh, late 70s, maybe 79, you know, 79, 80, you know, like that. <coughs> it might have been 1980. Uh, wasn't any later than that, though. So sometimes, <coughs> uh, you know, when you're when you're uh, um, uh, the leader of a of a community that big, uh, you have to deal sometimes with, uh, as as TKG would say, with an iron hand. You know, you've got to be firm. You've got to be tough. You've got to be loving and understanding. You've got to deal firm. Otherwise, all these big personalities will push you around and everybody's going to want their way, you see. So sometimes people would, would challenge and they would be trying to solicit a reaction from me, you know, trying to see what I would do. So I talked with him and uh, there was this one devotee that had uh, confronted me. And uh, uh, I said, well, what do you think I should do? You know, how do you think I should react? And he said, most of the time, the best way to react when there's a confrontation is don't react. Don't give them what they, what they uh, are soliciting. Don't. Otherwise, they won. They got you. They got what they wanted. What they wanted was to take charge in some way. If you show some anger, you see, if you get upset, now you've, in other words, they've manipulated you. So don't react. You know, don't react at all. Even no reaction. <clears throat> so we can see what did Krishna do here? Krishna reacted by not reacting. His reaction was, I'm going to have my pastimes just the way I'm going to have, I was having my pastimes. You know, uh, he goes out to the, uh, uh, to the pasture every day with uh, uh, the cowherd boys and the calves. It's business as usual to Krishna, you see. So, what you do in a situation like that, when someone is soliciting a reaction from you, is you turn it around 
If you don't react, now they have to react. You see what I mean? Sort of look Lord Brahma is like, hey, wait a minute, what's going on? So now Krishna put it back in his lap. But you deal with it. Now you're wanting, you're wanting you steal the, the cowherd boys and the calves and you want me to deal with it. Well, I just expanded myself into the cowherd boys and calves. So now you deal with it. You see, so you can see uh, the supreme intelligence behind uh, Krishna. You see, so uh, we we can see, and we have to when we study the scriptures. We have to see that uh, it's there's more than just the story. You see, Krishna is showing us how we should behave. He's showing how we should behave, you see. Now, we can't be uh, the slayers of demons like he was, but we can in a smaller scale, you see. Krishna was always heroic. He was the hero of Gokul, you see. So it's, it's up to us to follow in his, not that we can imitate, but we can follow in his footsteps. We should be heroic, you see. Now, how can we be heroic? Well, we be heroic by, um, well, for instance, let me, let me illustrate. A hero doesn't back up, you see. Uh, if someone confronts a hero, he doesn't back up and, you know, get, get afraid. He, he doesn't let the negative energy that comes towards him affect him, you see. Uh, I'm not saying that you'd be hot-headed or anything like that. We have to remain cool and calm, but we have to deal with it uh, straight on, you see. We can't hide. So a hero is one who, who uh, immediately uh, uh, does the needful, does the right thing, you see. So many times we're going to have people in our preaching whether it's speaking or just doing our service, we may have people who will uh, try to impose the material energy upon us. Sometimes it's that way, you see. Sometimes, um, for instance, we hear so many things, uh, we kind of touched on it last night, uh, you know, there's, uh, there's, there's so much talk, uh, especially on the internet, and amongst devotees, it's it's crept into the community of devotees about uh, the Illuminati, the controlling forces, uh, the, this and that. And you see, the material energy is just uh, attacking. It's doing what it's supposed to do. <clears throat> it's doing what it's designed to do. You see, so. Uh, we can't let it, uh, let it affect us, you see. We can't be affected by the material energy. We have to be affected by the spiritual energy, you see. We have to stay focused uh, in Srila Prabhupada's teachings. It's all here. Like Prabhupada said again and again, everything is in my books, you see. So uh, what do we get our direction from? You know, what, what do we get our information from? What, what do we use to make decisions? Guru, Shadu, Shastra. You know, anything outside that is bogus. 
no matter how interesting it may sound, and, and, and when it gets right down to it, what do we care? I'm not concerned about the Illuminati if they're there, if they're there, whether they're there or not. I don't care, you see. I mean, I don't know who these people are, what, who they would be, but one thing we do know about the material energy, the operation of the material world, is it's, it's a world of the cheaters and the cheated. We know that there are people out there that are plotting and planning on how to get whatever money you have in your pocket, you see. And it's not so much, of course, there are people who will stick a gun in, in your face and say, give me your money. But uh, they're very few. That's very rare. Mostly it's people who are trying to trick you. You see? I'm trying to sell you something. I'm trying to convince you that you'll be uh, more handsome. If you'll buy my product, you'll be more attractive to the opposite sex. If you'll buy my product, you'll enjoy on a higher level. If you'll buy my product, if you'll give me your money, you see? If you'll take my, uh, if you'll buy my uh, exercise video, you'll have uh, six-pack abs, you see. If you buy my, uh, my uh, machine that I have to work out on you, all the women will be attracted to you, you know. And look at this guy here. He, he, was, 100 and, uh, he was 390 pounds, and now look at him. He's uh, 165 pounds, and he's beautiful and attractive. And you can do that. You see what I mean? So this is happening constantly. So it's not unusual that one of us might be somehow or other uh, contaminated by all of this that's going on. It's in the air, you see. I mean, it's just in the air. Can you imagine how many microwaves are going through the air right now, radio waves and television? You know, it's just, it's everywhere. So we're, we're bathed in this. So it's not uncommon if someone should be uh, affected by this material energy, by the illusory energy. It's not uncommon at all, you see. But we need, we need to learn how to rebound if we get a little uh, contamination of, of it. It's just like, uh, you know, you know, you need to know how to take care of your, your, uh, your health. You need to know, like uh, when the cold weather comes and you feel a little bit more mucus, you don't take any yogurt or any you know, you certainly don't want to take any uh, dairy products, or maybe maybe hot milk, you know, very hot milk, but nothing else, you see. So immediately you, you, you know, because if you don't, you're going to end up sick. You know, we know that. You know, uh, uh, Mother makes these nice promostrums here in the morning to, to keep everybody healthy. Well, she knows, you know, she's lived long enough, she knows. When the temperature falls, and I, and I hear a few sniffles amongst the crowd, I need to counteract that, you see? It becomes a knee-jerk reaction after a while. You don't have to think, you know, you don't have to think, what should I do? Oh, yeah. It just immediately, you know what to do. According to the situation, I hear some coughs and some sniffles. You know, I'll make a promostra and everybody will be fixed up, you see? So, we have to do that same thing with our spiritual life. As soon as we feel some effect, you know, some uh, deviation, something new. You see, people in the material world are always looking for new, new stuff. You know, if it's new, it's good. You see, 
Well, we don't need anything new. This is not new. You know, new is bogus. You know, um, if somebody could produce a machine that could, one of these perpetual, uh, what do they call it, perpetual energy machines, as you know, Sean was talking about this vortex machine. It it, uh, it doesn't take any anything. It just once you get it started, it produces energy. So you have free power. So and that's going to make the world. I saw a little bit of this this uh, advertisement. Well, it wasn't an advertisement. It was a movie talking about it. Just think how it will change the world. You know, all the villages in the Amazon and in India and places that don't have uh, electricity, they'll have electricity. So their life will be improved overnight. Because they'll have cable TV. Facebook. <laughs> they'll, be on, they'll all be on Facebook. <laughs> you see? Now, think about it. If, uh, how, how much more money would change hands if all these people got cable TV? Mm. You see? Well, then they're going to be attracted to more illicit sex and intoxication, and, and Kali Yuga is just going to keep marching on. You see, uh, uh, let's look at the old style. How is Krishna living? When, when he came. Now, if it was better to live with everybody having free energy and uh, cable TV, why wouldn't Krishna have come now? Why did he come to this backward time when there was no electricity? <laughs> and suffer. You see how he's suffering? <laughs> it's, ridic it's, it's ridiculous. You see, we're trying to go there. We're not trying to march ahead in, in technology. We're trying to get like this. And uh, when I'm in Mayapur, uh, you know, I have to walk uh, for my health. So I, I, I love walking in, uh, well, all over India, but I especially like Vrindavan and uh, Govardhan and, and Mayapur. Mayapur especially is fun. Uh, there's villages across the road, and you can go walking through these farm villages, and uh, you can see how you know, the people are farming, they're living off the land, they're working bulls, you see. Some of the houses have electricity, uh, not all of them, most of them don't. Uh, most of them are kind of like huts in a way, but the people are clean, they're dressed nicely, uh, the kids are playing and having a good time, they're wearing nice clothes, they're clean, everybody's happy, uh, but there's not so much electricity, there's no, uh, there's nothing that would indicate that things have changed a great deal from the time that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was born across the street, across the fields, and Yogapit. You can see Yogapit from this village. There's actually two big villages very close to each other over there, and they're very wonderful, very sweet people. It's just delightful to walk back through the farmland like that. And you see, these people are very happy. They're very happy. You see people plowing the fields with the bulls, they're not out there thinking, oh boy, this, this is horrible. I wish I had a tractor. You know, they're doing what they do. They're producing tremendous um, produce and, uh, and their life is going on. But you can see, 
this was very much, it was very much like this when Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was here, you see. Uh, you can go walking through the jungle, through the forest, and, you, and through the villages that are uh, in, the, uh, in, in the forest. And it's the same way. Some of them have electricity, some of them don't. You know, most of them don't. They're living simply, raising some, they have, they have cows. Uh, they, they're taking care of the cows, raising some crop. Uh, during the daytime, the Matajis will go to the forest. Uh, the forests around Mayapur are, they look like manic, like they've been manicured. Have you walked through the forest? They look like, like someone's taking care of, uh, like a park, in a way. it doesn't look like you would think it would look. And you're, you're, and what would, if the people left it, it would be maybe West Bengal jungle. But the, they go into the forest every day and they pick up what's fallen from the trees and they take it and feed it to the cows. You see, leaves that come from the trees, uh, whatever. If there's some woods, maybe some branches fallen, They'll take that for fuel, you see. But it's clean, it's nice, it's, it's, it's very beautiful, you see. And the people live simply and they're very happy. You know, as you walk through, they, they will invite me, you know, please come and they want to give some, some prasadam, you know. And, uh, and many times uh, there's only one person in the family that can speak English, you know, so we're conversing a little bit. And, they're very happy. They're not like, oh, Prabhu, please take me away from here. <laughs> you know, they're glad that you've come. Oh, please sit, you know. And they'll, they'll give something that they've grown in their garden. You know, there's this, these chili, uh, chilies that they grow in Bengal. They're kind of a, they're such a dark green, they look kind of black. And they're real hot, really tasty. You know, and I love them. They know that I love them, so whenever I go, they'll oh, look, we have, you know. <laughs> so I'll, I'll eat some, some prasadam and take a pocket full of chilies with me when I, when I go. <laughs> but they're not like, oh, I've got to get out of here, you know. This is home, and they're, they're, they're having a wonderful life. So uh, we can look at the material energy and think, oh, yeah, see, we can get caught up like most everyone else out there is. They're caught up in, if I had this, I could be happier. Or maybe if I had this and some of that, I would be happier. Once I get a little bit, once I adjust my material situation, then I'll be happier. You see, that's all it takes. And we even hear devotees sometimes thinking that they're, they're plotting and planning that, uh, you know, I really want to get serious about my spiritual life. You know, I want to go back to Godhead. First thing I've got to do, though, is I've got to adjust my material life. You know, I've got to make sure that I've got a good income and I've got a good this and I need a good education. I need, and I need, and I need, and of course I need, to have, I need good transportation. <coughs> You know, I've got to have good transportation. I've got to have this and I've got to have... But once I get all this stuff, then boy, look out. Because boy, I'm going straight back to God. I'm going to be reading and chanting and oh boy, nothing's going to get in my way because I'm going to have all the stuff I need. And they go year after year after year. You know, we all get caught up in it. 
You know, not everybody, but many of us do and did. And it's, it's hard to get out of it, you see, because we keep thinking. I need some uh, material adjustment in my life so that my spiritual life can be better. But Srila Prabhupada says, if we read and if we listen to Prabhupada's classes, if we, if we read what Prabhupada says, uh, he said there is no uh, material impediment. There are no impediments to being Krishna consciousness, not Krishna conscious. There are, there are no impediments, you see. We have perceived impediments, but we can sit down and chant and read anywhere, you see. We, we can do this. We can focus ourselves on uh, Krishna consciousness fully. We can do that. Now, if we want to take some of our time away from hearing and chanting to perform some other activities so that we have a better car or a, a bigger house or a family and this, then we can do like that, you see. But we don't have to, you see. We have this tendency uh, in the material world to feel like, well, this is my destiny. My manifest destiny is that I have to, uh, uh, I have to get a really good education, and <coughs> strive to get a good paying job, and I have, then I have to find a mate, and we have to have 2.3 children, you know, and I've got to have a nice Toyota, or maybe even better than that. When I get a Toyota, then I want maybe a Cadillac or something, you know, a Mercedes. And, you know, uh, but, you know, if I'm going to do the Mercedes, <coughs> then I might have to go back to school <coughs> my graduate degree. So, uh, so I think I'll do that. I'm going to go back to school. I'm going to keep working, go to school in the evening, get my graduate degree. I'll get enough money that I can get the Mercedes and we'll get the bigger house, you know, uh, because maybe we can have more kids. Uh, but I haven't forgotten you, Krishna. I'm going to do it. I'm going to get my spiritual life together. I'm just, I just need to get my material scene sorted out. You know, my dear Guru, you can understand, can't you? You know, Krishna, you know what? You you know where my heart is. Oh, I want to be a devotee, and I, I want to fully devote myself to Krishna consciousness, and I want to go back to Godhead this time, this this life. <coughs> And all I need to do is to get my material situation straightened out. <laughs> so, so that's my plan. And there's a saying in Mayapur that if you want to make uh, Radha Madhava laugh, tell them your plans. <laughs> you know? So uh, we make plans and then Krishna laughs. He says, oh, silly. You're making all these plans. You fool. You don't know. I'm the planner. I make the plans. I'm going to give you some free will, but I've got a plan. Now, you may decide that you're not going to take my plan, and you're going to try your plan. Oh, that's really good. Go for it and let me know how that works. And when you're ready, you can come back and, and see what my plan is. My plan's going to work. See, Krishna says my plan will work for you. You come, surrender to me. I have a plan for you. And it's great. It's fabulous. It will bring you to me. See. 
You and I will be going to the forest. We will be associating intimately. That's my plan. That's my direction. That's what I will do for you. But if you feel that in order for you to get there, that you need a better material situation, okay, go with that. You have free will. I'm not going to force you. But when you get ready for my plan, give me a call. <laughs> Look me up. So, uh, and I'm not trying to put folks down. It's nat This is very natural. We're, we're in this material world, and there's so many, especially in the West, there's so many goodies, so many pretty things. You know, there's pretty houses, and pretty cars, and pretty girls, and you know, it's just amazing when you when I spend a lot of time. Sometimes I spend six months in India, and then when I when I come back, there's a culture shock. You know, I'm looking at America, trying to figure out, you know, what is making you tick? How, how did? You know, oh yeah, it's the it's the almighty dollar, you know, and, and the the seeking thereof for more money, more money, more fun, more enjoyment more comfort. And to tell you the truth, I don't know about you, but I don't see a lot of happy people as I get around. I'm not seeing that the, the scene here is, 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 is very opulent, but it doesn't seem to be working. It doesn't seem to be producing happy, well-adjusted, well-balanced lives. Maybe a few. There may be a few people that are feeling okay about life but but not many so so are there any questions or comments discussion so we hear that Krishna imparted the Vedas to Lord Brahman from within his heart mm -hmm. so what kind of relationship was this was this like a yogi like Paramatma relationship or a Impersonal, it's like Brahma Jyoti relationship. Did he like realize it was coming from Krishna, or he just like all of a sudden he realized the knowledge? And well, you see, his his realization <laughs> of Krishna was uh, uh, Mahavishnu. You see, he has sprung from the navel of Mahavishnu, the Garbhadakshi. Uh, sometimes I can't say it. Garbhadakshi Vishnu. You see. Uh, Lord Brahma, uh, keep in mind, Lord Brahma has just left Gokul. He's just left the spiritual world. We've all been there, every one of us. We've, we've, we've done this very thing. Because when the living entity wants to leave the spiritual world, Krishna doesn't say, oh, I'm going to throw you into a lake of fire or something like that. You know? He doesn't get angry, you see. Krishna doesn't say, well, if that's the way you are, you know, he doesn't, he says, oh, really? You'd like to go find something, see if there's, if you can enjoy separate from me, huh? Well, okay, so you probably want to be a little bit of a controller, a little bit of, a little envious, maybe. Well, I can fix you up, you know. I've got this universe and I need a Lord Brahma. <laughs> Would you like to go? Well, yeah. <laughs> Man, I'm down. Sure, I'll go pack right now. <clears throat> Krishna says, hey, I can fix you up. 
You'll be the controller. You want to be like me? Let's see what we can do. You see? So, uh, of course, when we enter the material world, we forget Krishna. So the only association that Lord Brahma knew was uh, that he came from Garbhadakshi Vishnu. You see, that he was, uh, in the beginning he didn't know anything. You see, he finds himself there. Well, here I am. And I'm on this lotus. He even climbs, tries to climb down and find out, where am I? What am I? What's going on here? So then he starts to meditate. What's the first sound? that Lord Brahma makes. What's the first sound that happens in this universe? Gaji. Lord Brahma chants, Tapa. Tapasya. I'm going to do the tapasya of, uh, of meditating. He's going to think. So yeah, he's, he's actually looking in. He's, trying, he's seeking Paramatma realization. You see. But he goes beyond that. You see. He does go beyond that. And he gets, he realizes, he has, he has some realization of uh, Lord Vishnu. You see, but keep in mind, he's caught up in being Brahma. If he was a humble, surrendered servant of Krishna, he would have never left. None of us would have ever left if we had remained humble servants of, of Krishna. But we decided we wanted to go be a little independent. You know, I want to be, you know, I want some position. And I want to see if there's anything better than you, Krishna. You see? So uh, that's okay if the living entity gets that. Many living entities will never have that feeling. It'd go cool. But we did. Doesn't mean uh, that we should be punished. You know, this isn't punishment. We're not being uh, punished because we, we're, pu we're punishing ourselves because we incur uh, not so good karma. We incur not so good reactions from our not so good actions, you see. So it's not like Krishna's punishing us. So uh, he wasn't aware of this intimate form and the intimate pastimes of Krishna. You see. So just see how exalted Srila Prabhupada has allowed us to become. He's sharing the you know, he's sharing the tenth canto with us. He's sharing the intimacy of, of the Supreme. You see. It's like we were discussing last night. This is a very unusual situation to be able for for, for people entrapped in the material world to be able to access Krishna and to go back to Godhead, to have a teaching that will, that will uh, sever you from the material consciousness and give you Krishna consciousness and allow you to go back to Godhead this lifetime. This is incredibly rare. I mean, this is like one in bazillions. Is off the charts. We're so fortunate. Now we may be so unfortunate that we um, fumble it. You know, we may fumble the ball uh, because we're attracted.
to the material energy. We've been here a long time, and uh, many of us are still trying to squeeze whatever enjoyment we can out of material energy. Many of us have been here so long that we're starting to see through it. You know, we're starting to see that this is all bogus. Uh, it's like this, there's this movie, I don't know if you ever saw, The Wizard of Oz, you know? You know that movie? Yeah. Where the little dog pu pulls the, the curtain, and uh, Dorothy is, uh, uh, she's made it to the, uh, what is it, the Emerald City. And the great and powerful Oz is appearing as a big head, um, you know? And he's talking to her, but the dog pulls this curtain, and there's, there's, she sees the man behind the curtain. You know, and he says the famous line, pay no attention to that man behind the curtain. You know, well now, the cat's out of the bag. She's figured it out. Wait a minute, you're not the great and powerful Oz, you're just an old man. You know, and this is all a bunch of smoke and mirrors thing you've got going here, you know. So once you uh, get the knowledge and the understanding, how do you dumb yourself down? Once you get a taste of the knowledge, how do you go back to believing that that's the great and powerful Oz and I'm not, not going to pay any attention to the man behind the curtain? Now, how do you do that? Is this possible? Uh, maybe some people can't do it. Maybe they're so unfortunate they, that they can. Uh, I don't think we can, though, you see. But we may linger in, in making our uh, final decision to go full speed into Krishna consciousness. And, and, it, and it seems like it's very difficult we think, it's like we were talking, again last night we were talking about austerity. It looks like a big austerity, you see. It, it seems like a big austerity to live like Krishna, without electricity, you know, without motor cars, without this, without this, without that, and so many things. With no television, no cell phones, no this, no that, you know. So we're uh, inclined towards uh, the, the material energy. We have this uh, attraction. So we're, our knowledge, our intelligence tells us, yes, this is a smart thing to do. Get out of this material world, grasp this philosophy, and go back home, back to Godhead. That's what I should do. However, I still think I can get some enjoyment over here, maybe some enjoyment over there, and, and I still want to do this. I want to go back to Godhead, but maybe I need to work on uh, this enjoyment and that enjoyment. And maybe I can do them both at the same time. Maybe I can advance materially and go back to Godhead. <laughs> you see? So, uh, does that answer your question? Or did I ramble too much? No, that's good. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so Krishna, he's reciprocating with his devotees, and this is where the pleasure comes from. And yeah. Reciproc and the reciprocation. Yeah. So when he expands as himself, he's reciprocating with himself for this whole year. Yeah. So is there some difference in the in the feeling that Krishna has during these pastimes? I mean, the same pastime is going on, but. 
Is there any difference with the, with the fact that the, the devotee, instead of devotees, it's himself? Well, what he wants is to have the uh, pastimes with us. You see, that's reality. Uh, reality is for us to be having intimate pastimes with Krishna. That's true reality. Anything other than that is illusory. You see, so it's natural. It's our natural position, and that's that's the way things were for time immemorial, forever, for eternity. We were having these pastimes with Krishna. So um, for him to have to expand to replace those boys and the calves is, is not natural. Now, you could say, but he expanded to become me so that I could have a pastime with him. You see? But then, that's something that's a little hard for me to understand, and maybe for all, because it's the Achintya Veda Veda Tattva situation. Mm -hmm. All right, Krishna says, there never was a time when you did not exist, but yet you came from Krishna. So, were you created, or have you always been? And the answer is yes. Now, how that works, I don't know. Maybe Krishna will sit us down and show us a diagram of how, how that works. You know, Was I created or have I always been? Krishna says, yes, that's right. <laughs> you see, we don't know. But what we do know is that it, it's, it's our natural position, natural uh, position to, be, to have intimate pastimes with Krishna, intimate association. Uh, uh, that's what we're for. That's our function, you see. Uh, the drum is meant to make music. You can't use it for other things. If you try to use it for something else, it, it's not going to work, you see. So that's what we do. We associate and give pleasure to Krishna, you see. We, intimate, we have intimate association and give, and, and give pleasure to Krishna. By loving him, by, by having this loving exchange that gives him pleasure. That's what we do. That's our function. Now, anytime we start to function differently, we're malfunctioning. You see? It's just like uh, uh, a valve in a car. The valve opens and lets the gases in, and then it closes. You know, the engine compresses it. If that valve stays open or doesn't open, the engine malfunctions, you see. So we have a function, and our function is to associate intimately with Krishna and give him loving devotional service that gives him pleasure. That's what we do. Now, anytime we don't do that, we're malfunctioning, you see. So he would prefer that he has these pastimes with us, but Lord Brahma comes and steals everybody. So now he's got to uh, react. <clears throat> he chooses not to react. He just expands. And not only that, but you can see Krishna has this way of weaving a plan. You see, you're going to do this, so I'm going to do that. And out of that, 
He's going to come out on top because now uh, I'm going to be the cowherd boy that goes home to this mother. Now the mothers, they were especially affectionate with their children. You see, when the various cowherd boys that Krishna has, had expanded as, they're actually expansions of Krishna, but when they went home, their mothers thought that they were their sons coming in, you see. But they were especially affectionate with them because it's Krishna. But they didn't know it was Krishna. But they were even more attracted. So here now Krishna is having pastimes as you and as you with your mother and your sister and your brothers and, and in your household. So Krishna just took an opportunity to enjoy more. You see, he's a hero. I mean, you can't trip him up. He's going, he's going to enjoy. He does. He's the, he's the supreme enjoyer. You can't trip him up at all. Uh, some plan like that, uh, you could see how uh, one would think, well, that'll stop everything. You know, Lord Brahma steals the cowherd boys and steals the cows. Well, that stops everything. Now, what's Krishna going to do? He's going to have to approach him and they're going to have to duke this out, you know. And Krishna just goes on. Krishna actually increased his enjoyment. <laughs> see? But he would prefer having a relationship with you. You know, as the cowherd boy. He doesn't want you to be uh, kidnapped. You see? So, uh, yeah, it's very uh, interesting. We See, this is the kind of uh, uh, exercise we should give our minds. We, we can think about this and think about it and get, and, 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 uh, uh, and, and try to figure out, you know, Krishna's mind. Why did he do this and why did he do that? This is so much more spiritually healthy than trying to figure out about the Illuminati, you know, uh, perpetual energy machines and what the economy is going to do and reptilians. worship. Huh? Reptilians. Reptilians. <laughs> <laughs> well, I had a question about that too. Reptilians? Well, no, no I'm just <laughs> No, go ahead. People who are kind of like in this mode of like conspiracy theory and all that, and you know, they might be coming to the temple, they might even be like within the association of devotees. So, how do we What's like the, the test for when their association isn't good for us? Like we're, we're trying to preach to them, we're trying to like, you know, get them to come up to the spiritual platform. But there's, with some people there's a certain point where it's just, there's no hope, or it's just, it's not our position, or it's not good for us to like preach to them. So how do we, how do we know? Um, the best thing, is it's just like at one point, um, we were trying to get the householder community in, in Dallas to uh, see. There was a time in ISKCON where nobody worked. Everybody was just lived, lived in the temple. And so in, in uh, I believe it was 1975, I talked to uh, TKG. We went to, to see Prabhupada in Chicago for uh, Rathyatra. And I was telling him, I said, you know, I've got this. But that, I was a businessman. I was working, you know. And, uh, and he liked that. He thought, wow, we don't get many people like you. You know, so, 
And uh, Vishnu John Swami was saying, you should take sannyas, you should be like us. And TKG said, yeah, I think so, but not, not, not right away. And we've got something here. There's an energy we need to tap into. And, uh, and I felt like, well, I think that I can get others like me to become devotees. You see, I, 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 I really think so. So, um, you know, I had told him that uh, we, we, should, we should have the householders get jobs and support themselves and the temple. You see, rather than the brahmacharis and sannyasis going out and distributing books to support it, everybody. It just, this is upside down and backwards. Mm -hmm. you know? And he said, oh, this is great. We've got to do this someday. So then uh, after Prabhupada left, he asked me to move to, uh, uh, to Dallas and start that community there, independent householders. And so uh, I got a job. Uh, I was temple president and working a full-time job, you know, just to show if I can do it, then 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 you can do it, and you can do it, you know, to get degree hustas to get some jobs. And so uh, I was going to be traveling around a great deal, and I, I said, well, I'm going to be visiting a lot of commute, a lot of temples, you know, because I'll get to go to different towns on on business. I get to visit the temple, and uh, he said. Don't associate with the rank and file devotees. He said, don't, don't stand around and listen to the devotees talk. He said, when you go there, if there's a sannyasi, associate with a sannyasi. If not, associate with a temple president, maybe the temple vice president. Don't associate with anybody else. Don't get in a situation where there's gramyakata and speculation. He said, don't associate with the rank and file unless you're doing the talking. You do all the talking, and they do the listening. But don't let them talk, and don't you listen to what they have to say. Because they'll speculate. And, huh? Don't associate with the Bhakta Bozo. Yeah. <laughs> Watch out for Bhakta Bozo. You know. <coughs> so the point is, uh, there's, there, there, you need to do with people like that. You need to do the talking. And gently, you need to defeat them. You see, it's just like even amongst devotees. You know, when we can have uh, a devotee could go out uh, downtown or go to the mall shopping, and while he's there, he could pick up some germ, and he might catch the flu. And when he comes back, he can give the flu to you and to you, and the flu could spread through the whole community. You see, so. The same is true with the, with the material consciousness. Someone may come here with some material consciousness and they may give it to some devotee. He's thinking, oh, we've got to do something about the Illuminati. Well, no, no, we've got to distribute books. You see, we've got to distribute prasadam. We've got to save the world spiritually. We don't give a damn what they're going to do materially. We don't care. We're in the golden age of Lord Chaitanya. Whatever these fools do isn't going isn't to, uh, uh, it's not going to cramp our style, you see. This movement will be successful. There's just no doubt. So it doesn't matter, the Illuminati, the Shmuminati, or, you know, you call them whatever. Whether it's Obama or uh, Mitt Romney or whoever gets elected, it doesn't really matter to us. It doesn't really matter. Because that's they're, they're like um, we're like an elephant 
walking amongst ants. There's just, you know, they're, they're so minuscule as to what we're, because we have Krishna, you see. We're servants of Krishna. We're carrying out the instructions, the, the desire and the instructions of Krishna and Krishna's pure devotees, you see. This is a much bigger power than the people who are trying to run the money or steal all the money. We don't care if they steal all the money. I don't care. They're, they're stealing it right now. As we're sitting here, there are people stealing money. There are politicians that are making deals and the money's going to go in their pocket. And you know what? It was happening last week. It was happening before you were born. It's going to be happening after you die. It must not be very important because Lord Chaitanya never mentions it. I mean, he doesn't say, we've got to do something about the Illuminati. <laughs> you see? Krishna doesn't say, first thing I want you to do is to tackle these, these people that are stealing money. He doesn't say anything like that. I mean, it's just like, what is, did, did Krishna forget it? It's, it's insignificant. It's, it's, you know, it's kind of like, uh, you know, maybe sometimes you're talking to somebody and there's a little mosquito buzzing around. And you don't ever stop, you know, just, just that's how insignificant the mosquito is. You just brush it away. So that's the way we deal with the Illuminati or the Obama. You know, we're not in this stuff. We're uh, we're not politicians. We don't care. If we had our way, we'd have a devotee president. Yeah, but we can't do that right now. Uh, maybe maybe later. We don't have to worry about that. But we, we know what we have to do. We have to distribute prasada, distribute books. We have to save as many people as we can. We have to um, expose as many people as possible to uh, Krishna consciousness. That's our job. And whatever else is out there, it may be true, it may not be true. Maybe there's a little not. Maybe there really is a boogeyman in my closet. <laughs> I'm not afraid. If he's there, Lord Mishigadev will take care of him. <laughs> you know, I don't care. You know, maybe. So, uh, you know, that's that's our position. We're not we're not concerned. We've got enough to take up our thoughts. See, we can we can think about this, and it'll take up all of your mind. We can think, wow, what was Krishna thinking? Why did he do that? You know. You can either come to a Bhagavatam class or come to Bhagavatam class and worry about the Illuminati. Yeah, yeah. Maybe we have, maybe we could find more important things to do than come to Bhagavatam class. You sort of blog about the Illuminati. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's wrap it up. Thank you so much.